So you telling me you saw Ted Jones. That's why I don't want to rent no tuxedo. Cause then I got the same sweat on my legs that the guy did before. Hopefully they washed it well. I saw him scrolling through his photo library and he was looking at pictures of people's butts <laughs> that he recently took. And so people- Girls or guys or- It was both. both. It was both. What can I say, bro? Sidekick on the Oops podcast with Julio Gallerati? I'd say producer. Let's and, uh, go. Producer sidekick. How's it, how's it going, man? Yeah. It's going great. Can I do this without wearing the headphones? Do whatever you'd like, bro. I'm going to monitor over here a little bit. Yeah, thank you. This but, is like- um, uh, yeah, dude. I never get to not wear headphones when I'm doing the podcast because yeah, right? I'm always in charge of uh, making sure the sounds good. So <laughs> I have like hats that I like to wear, but I can't, I can never wear them. So Take advantage of I'm it, I'm excited. Take yeah, thanks for having it. me. Of course, Pop. dude. So um, you did a comedy show last night and you're getting into being more of like a comedian type of guy. Is that the deal? Yeah, that's the goal. I'm getting my, uh, my feet wet. I've spent so much time with Julio uh, and... Uh, Francis, uh, who I worked on the podcast with in the past, and just being around them, it make it just gives me the itch. Where so, did where'd you go to college? I went to Quinnipiac. Oh, it, dude, I went to UConn. Did you know oh, really? That? No, congrats yeah. on the championship. Thank you, bro. Freshman year and uh, senior year, we won the national championship in basketball. And then when I was there, also the women won like 95 games in a row. I was mm -hmm. on the tennis team there. So like we were kind of riding the coattails a little bit. Hell yeah. Um, but the reason we had a tennis team in general mm -hmm. was because of how much money the basketball team and the football team was bringing in as soon as COVID hit. They unfortunately just cut the program. Oh, really? It wasn't great. Are you from Connecticut originally? No, I'm from Jersey. Okay. I was yeah. born in Jersey, spent six weeks there. Okay. I moved to Manhattan. Marstown Memorial yeah. Hospital? Uh, New Brunswick Hospital. Okay. Is that close to New Brunswick? Relatively, yeah. Now? Yeah, within like a half hour or so. Nice, dude. So you went to high school there and then went over to Quinnipiac. Yeah. And how'd you end up in the city, though? Like, what was your... I know we were talking initially, but what was your corporate job before you started doing the podcast? So I worked uh, after college. I moved down south about an hour to Stanford. And I have a I, lot of friends from Stanford, just from UConn. Yeah. And so it's a great, it's a great spot. So I... Uh, I lived there for a couple years. I was doing tech sales and uh, that was a lot of fun. I did that for three years. And then I was a fan of the podcast that I'm now working on. And they put out an ad on their Instagram story saying that they needed some extra help. They were looking for just an editor and it was for a summer intern. And, you know, I'm 24. So I'm like, okay, they're probably looking for a college kid. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. Like what, like they're, they're not looking for, for someone my age. And my girlfriend was like, you know, just, just send them some stuff and, and we'll see what happens. We'll deal with that if we have to. And I reached out and they reached out back and then we got connected. We started working together. And then I'd say for about a year and a half, for about a year, I was working for the podcast remotely. And then I moved to the city, uh, last year in July. What, what did you do in tech? I sold advertising space on a job site. Not like on billboards, on, on fully online? Yeah, fully online. Okay, do you know what I'm talking about though? Like you put it on ads on billboards? Yeah, yeah sorry, that was vague. Yeah, no, I, I basically, <laughs> I worked with quick service restaurants to help them hire um, employees for their stores by helping them put their listings online and then just helping them optimize it. You ever work with ghost kitchens? Is that like quick service or no? That's quick service. Uh, 
I think I think Ghost Kitchens became hot right as I was leaving. So that yeah. wasn't really you know, part of my day today. It's so deceiving now. Like I walked by, I was on 23rd Street and they have this new storefront. It's called Wonder. And they have like 15 restaurants mm-hmm. in, the, in this little kitchen with one guy working there. And you never really know now where your food's coming from. And me being vegan, I'm like, what's really going on back there in the kitchen? They put in the, the steak and the chicken and then right next to it, the cauliflower. So yeah. it's, a, it's a learning curve, obviously, I, for all of us. I bet that most of the menu items have to be very similar if they're running like yes, 15 dude. items and, and it's one guy and the pictures are the exact same if you like go on uber eats and look at the menu yeah so it's uh it's a new time we're dealing with so you being vegan yeah uh for anybody that doesn't know what that is listening or maybe me like just like fully define it that I means no that. meat That's very producer of you yes dude no meat no animal products so it's funny it was actually um when we were in wyoming when i was with julio and hillary we went to this diner and the waiter, his name is Bugs Bunny. Oh yeah, I heard. And I him. told and I told him I was vegan, and he's like, "Oh, I'm vegan too. Like, I'm not <laughs> eating rice anymore. No more uh, vegetables for me." And I was like, "Ah, bro, that's like the opposite of what uh what I'm doing. What being vegan is." But yeah, yeah. Uh, no animal products, no eggs, milk, cheese, anything that comes from animals, I don't eat. Now I'll occasionally like if a graham cracker is laying around, I'll have a graham cracker, but that has honey in it. So theoretically, I'm, I'm not really supposed to eat honey if I'm a full 100% vegan. But if I know honey is in something, I'll like go 50-50 on it. But the thing is, like, if there's a birthday cake there, mm-hmm. I know that there's eggs in it. And I used to be the guy who just like shove anything in my mouth. Pulls. It, it's good because it keeps me away from foods that otherwise I would just like eat uncontrollably like gotcha. back in the day. Well, when, when did you make the switch? So I had pretty invasive jaw surgery around four years ago. And my jaw was broken in three places because I had TMJ, which is like one side of your face grows further than the other. Uh So I had an uneven jaw. My jaw was broken. And then for three months, I couldn't really chew anything. It was just like soft foods. Straws. Rice. Exactly. Straws, fruit. And then from that point, I was like, "Eh, I'm going to cut down on the chicken. And then I stopped eating the chicken. But that was probably like the main thing meat wise that I would eat was just like chicken in a salad for lunch. I'd eat that every day. And then I just trans transformed into rice and beans and softer foods so i've been a vegan for the most part like yeah three and a half four years wow. fully yeah good for you you look like yeah, you're like man. strong too so Dude, like, i appreciate that, that. yeah people yeah. people ask me like how do you get your protein like don't you feel weak or whatever i'm like yo bro let's arm wrestle right now what you've got but like i i feel like yeah i i never really i, I just eat anything that's vegan yeah anything i'm not really looking out for any particular foods i have a lot of burritos but like avocados, anything vegan, I'll eat. I'm yeah. not picky as long as it's vegan. And it seems like every day you're getting more and more options at more and more places. Yes, especially being in New York City. Hell yeah. Especially I don't do that. dairy. So okay. like that that's uh that's becoming an easier way of living. Do people ever bug out there like, Well, what about pizza? Yeah, dude, that's so fucking annoying. People will say and that it's to not, me too. I get, I get their perspective. I just hate having to explain why I don't do dairy. Yeah, well, because you would assume it on it's the just. Pod. Yeah, so like, <laughs> so like, you know, my friends were going out. Someone suggests let's get some pizza. I don't make a comment. I'm like, let's not get pizza. Everyone wants pizza. I'm not difficult. Like, I'm, I'm chill, and I'll figure something out. I don't ask for crazy. Uh, um, replacement cheese just yeah i don't i don't ask i just i don't want to be a bother yeah and so it doesn't really bother me when when people suggest pizza i just don't want to partake but then when i don't get pizza then i get pushed with questions it's like you're not getting pizza yeah man. and i'm just like 
nah. And I just try to leave it at nah, like I'm not hungry. And then they're like, why not? It's pizza. Just like you said. People want to take you down the dark path. And I'm, I'm like, pizza's a dark and path. And I'm like, I just don't want the cheese. And they're like, you don't want the cheese? It's fucking pizza. <laughs> and then I have to, and then everyone assumes, I'm, then I'm like, oh, I don't do, I, I try to stay away from dairy. Yeah. Except for, you know, like really special occasions. And oh, so, okay. and so then they're like, why? And then they assume that it's because I like get tummy issues and things like that. But the truth of the matter is I break out when I have dairy and oh, that's really? not worth it to me. Yeah. I'd rather have a, a, a clean face than, than eat cheese. And I don't miss it. Did you ever hear that it triggers the same part of your brain as heroin? Cheese does? Really? Yeah. That doesn't surprise it's me. insane. That's why people like, when I talk to people about how I'm vegan, people will say a lot, well, I can never do it without cheese. People rarely say like, I can... I couldn't do without steak. I couldn't do without burgers. Cheese is a big thing for people who aren't vegan. Yeah. And I had maybe like by accident, I had cheese probably two years ago. And just for like four days, I was so stuffed up. I was so mucusy just because like it builds up yeah. in, uh, in your lungs and such. And I can really feel it if I have any little bit of cheese like that. Yeah, 100%. And like Parmesan cheese has like the least amount of dairy in it, which is like an argument that my girlfriend makes because it is a little difficult when I was like, oh, Let's not do that tonight because that has cheese in it. Or we, we do like a uh, one of those uh, order online boxes of groceries, like Blue Apron or something like that. And uh, the meal calls for some like Parmesan or for some cream. But it should, always like to be, it should always be an add-in. I don't see why things need to be fully made with cheese. Like you can just sprinkle on a little cheese afterwards. That's why I'll have a difficult time ordering things like in an Italian restaurant. Yeah. If I want just pasta with red sauce. Oh there's God. butter or cheese already built into it. I'm like, all right, well, what am I supposed to do here? Just do like noodles with no sauce. Yeah, hundred percent. And for special occasions, I'll, I'll, I'll do dairy. If it's like a really good restaurant and then I try to, I'm, I'm so, I time it out. So like if I usually break <laughs> out like six to 10 days after I consume the dairy. That long? It's my own system. Yeah, it works for me. I can't find anything online, but this is just how my body works. So I think, I see something that has dairy in it. Let's say I go to like uh, uh, Lay Industry Pizza in Brooklyn by my apartment. Great pizza, okay? Like sometimes if I know that in six to 10 days, I have no plans and I'm not gonna be doing anything, Okay, maybe I'll get a slice. Well, now you probably don't have cheese really at all because you're on camera a few times a week, right? Yeah. 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 That's and that's now. okay, though. I don't miss it. And people yeah. are like, they feel, they, they like pity you. They're like, oh, that's so tough. I'm like, no, it's fine. I like, I, I feel good. Cheese is a huge part of American culture. 100%. It really is. Yeah. Even like people put cheese on French fries. I'm like, why do you need to do that? Because like French fries, for the most part, are vegan. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it depends where it's cooked, the way it's cooked, but French fries being one of my more favorite I'd say like cheat meals. I don't uh -huh. want to say cheat meals because like I'll eat it whenever, but I do love some French fries, man. Yeah. And it's funny. It's funny that we're like talking about this because like I'm not like a crazy food. I'm not very difficult or particular about, you know, what I can and can't eat. It's just, it's on my radar and I just, you know, I scan for that. Yeah. And try to avoid I'll eat it. anything as long as it's vegan. So I'm super picky. Yeah, I get that. When it comes that. to like, you know, the meat and animal products, but if it's vegan, I'll eat it. Has there ever been a time, uh, when, when did you switch fully to vegan? Um, July of 2019. Has there ever been a time where you accidentally that. had meat? Not meat, but milk or eggs and something, yeah. Gotcha. Accidentally, if I didn't like look at the label and I'm like, what the fuck, this has meat in it? Something uh -huh. like they're, or excuse me, not even meat, like eggs or cheese or milk or in something that I'd be like, well, why does that even need to have milk in it? 
Like mm-hmm. I've had pretzels before and I've looked at the label after I ate some and I was like, why is there milk oh, in you these got, pretzels? You gotta be careful for some of the snacks. Some of the snacks, yeah. the zesty snacks that don't even have any cheese flavors on them. There's some milk or like uh, whey, powder yeah, or something like that. In there. Uh, some of the snacks that I'm able to eat, it's like Sour Patch Kids, Oreos, Twizzlers. Uh, but like those three things for the most part, like will satisfy my palate. You know, yeah. I don't really need to go all intense and like the Cheetos, Cheez-Its I do miss. Those are, that's like one of the snacks I really do miss. Yeah, I get that. What do you eat for the most part in the city? Um, chicken, rice, like yeah. we, we call it, we call it a, a, a poopy meal. It's just like boring. Chicken, <laughs> rice, vegetables, Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, we'll eat out. You hit in the gym or what? Yeah, we have a gym in our basement, so I'll go down there. Oh, nice. But dude, I, I have a fast metabolism and I walk so we, since moving here, Duh, like I walk so much. So it's so hard to keep the calories. And so I'm like constantly eating. I'm constantly eating. And then, you know, I, I would think that with the way the math should work out is that I'm gaining weight. But because I'm walking so much multiple times a day coming in and out of Manhattan, it balances out to being like a net zero. I'm eating nutritional food, but I'm not making gains. So like I need to start just drinking shakes whenever I'm thirsty. Did like, you we're getting there? Did you take a car to high school every day? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then did you have a car at college also? Uh, the second half of college. Yeah. People growing up in the suburbs, they might not know what walking's like until they are in the big apple. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. So <laughs> when we moved here, we both had cars. My girlfriend, and I both had cars. And was she, she's from high school? Or no, college? we met in college. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she moved from Boston and I was living in Weehawken, uh, in the interim between Stanford and here. And, uh, and Weehawken is just north of Hoboken. If you guys aren't familiar. Kind of close to MetLife Stadium ish or no? Close ish. Yeah, for okay. sure. And, um, so we both moved here with cars. I knew that I was going to get rid we of moved mine. moved to the city? We moved, we moved to Brooklyn with two cars. And you were just parking on the street, moving every two days? Uh, no, we got a garage. Ah, so it was, it was, it was a big expense. Yes. And so we were like, we don't need this. And her family's in Boston. That's an easy, uh, Amtrak away. My family's, bus, yeah. my family's in summit, New Jersey. And that's a, that's a direct train ride. And so we were like, we don't need this paying for insurance, car payments and the garage, which will just eat your face off. And so I, I bought my car out of its lease and then I sold it right away. And then we held her car for about six months and then we privately sold that as well. So we've been carless and we like it. We go to the, gro- we walk to the grocery store. We, we walk everywhere. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. New York city, you really don't yeah. need a car at all. The only, the only thing that I found to be difficult is that we're spending so much more money though, even though we don't have a car. Cause when you go out just to run a quick errand, let's get a coffee. <laughs> yeah. Let's pop into this new snack. shop and see the t-shirts that they have. Sure. And then you end up coming home, uh, with a bag from the farmer's market, the new vintage store yeah. and like two cups of coffee from th- two different, uh, shops. You can't really go outside in New York without spending 50 bucks. No, it's, it's like, impossible. Yeah. It's easily, easily the way that it happens. Like when you probably were at Quinnipiac, what you were on the meal plan, yeah. you didn't spend any dollars during the day. And you guys won the national championship in hockey, like a couple of times when you were there. Uh, we were in the national championship once when I was there, they, they lost. And then they were also in it and lost the year before it's against fun- Yale. It's funny how some schools like that just have niche, really good sports. Like UConn for the most part, we have a lot of good sports, but I wonder why Quinnipiac was so good at hockey. Yeah, I don't know. We, we don't have a football team, but we did win the <laughs> national championship in hockey oh, this, this year. year. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah, reigning champs going into the season. Nice. Did you play sports in high school? I played baseball. I ran cross country and I played baseball. 
you think about going to college to do either one of those things? No, no. I, mean, I want to go to college to play. Like what? Just, uh, just play. Not, not just, play sports? No, you know, play life, learn yes. life, and Ooh. play the game of being a college student. I, when I was 12 years old, I chose between tennis and baseball. And I sometimes I'm like, I wonder how good at baseball I could have been. Because I was the MVP when I was 12 years old. And I made the decision in Peter Stuyvesant Little League. I was like, all right, I want to play tennis because I was sick of kids missing the pop flies in right field. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a tennis player's attitude. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I don't know. It, I don't know if I, if I was better at tennis when I was 12 or better at baseball. It's just interesting to see my life path. But I'm happy I'm not a professional athlete, I tell you that. And like playing 162 games, if I ever did make it to MLB, it's like, bro. That's why you're not in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was That was my choice. Yeah. I was like, all right, do I want to play baseball every single day of my life? Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I ever would have had the opportunity to uh, run or play baseball in college, but I I was a pretty decent closer. Uh, I was a oh, pitcher. Yeah? That was that was kind of it. I wasn't a good batter, but uh, I loved to pitch. That was a lot of fun. What events in track and field? I ran cross country, ran. just so, cross country. So those are five Ks. Five K every day. That's yeah, my, that's my motto. Right Hell now. yeah! Lift and five K every day. I run down uh, West Side Highway and then come back. Sometimes tarps off, dude. No shirt. We'll see. It just depends on the feeling temperature sexy? outside. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. A that's little a bit. Good I feeling. ran into um, this kid who was at the wedding with us, like in Wyoming, two weeks ago. Uh -huh. Same wedding that I'm sure you yeah. and Julio have talked about. Um, and he's gay, which is obviously chill. But he was with one of his boys, and apparently he texted me after he was like talking to one of his guys, and, like he was like, "Oh my god, who's that hot?" this guy running towards us and then he found out it was me he was like oh it's just teddy I was like, Shut <laughs> it's up. just teddy. but you know what i mean it's 60 degrees out there so you gotta go tarps off sometimes. hard nips though yes pretty hard that's a nice tire pump that's a good text to get yeah it was, he, it was he except for he said that it's yeah like he i know it was just teddy i was like all right yeah but candid compliment his raw reaction but i know though. what he meant yes i knew what he meant 100 good for you like if i was gay he was gay you know yeah Little, little compliment <laughs> like that, my head would be too big to fit through the subway door nah, for sure. I was all good. Just because, like, for, you know, if I get that compliment from a girl, which I, I don't know, girls don't really give compliments like that, dude. Yeah. You know, like, if you're walking around shirtless looking good at a pool party, which I'm sure you've experienced as yourself being a fit guy, who's complimenting you the most? Bros, right? You're in yeah. the gym. You're looking pretty jacked. Guys like, yo, bro, what's your, uh, what's your fitness routine? Like, girls won't come up to you and say that. Yeah, they don't. I don't know when girls talk about guys in terms of like looking good. Maybe they just have to be with their other girlfriends for them to feel comfortable. Probably. I, uh, getting a comp. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't well, does your girl ever like when you guys are watching movies or something, she's like, oh my God, he's so jacked. I think I'm the one saying that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah I'm like, yeah. whoa, he's got some nice like shoulders, dude. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, dude. Like, guys will compliment guys way more so. And, like, girls, we're not shying away from... We want the compliments from you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would, hurt. that would be nice. I think the farthest I'll get is, like, a nice shirt, but not, like, a on a feature oh, of yeah, my yeah. body. Oh, yeah, Nice shirt. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude. Oh. Yeah, dude. I love, dude, getting a compliment from a dude, though, because that's all we get is uh, is the best. That's all we get. And I like to get. give out comp... I like to, I like to every once in a while... If I'm, if I'm on the subway and mm -hmm. I see somebody or if I'm going out, I try to make a point to say something nice to some stranger. It's usually based off their hats that they're wearing. I love hats. I saw this guy in Whole Foods this morning. He's wearing an Oregon Ducks... Is it Oregon or Oregon? Oregon. Oregon, okay. I should have just stuck with that. An Oregon Ducks hat. Well, but you know what? Because when they say like the Oregon Trail, they'll say. But yeah, then when right. they say Oregon, it's like the college and stuff. Anyway, he was yeah, wearing an Oregon Ducks hat. I should just commit to... 
Commit one to or the, the other. Commit to the state. I saw a guy wearing an Oregon Ducks hat, but it was like an alternate logo. Yeah, I was going to ask if it was like a different. It was cool. Logo. So I it had the duck, and it was like his silhouette from the side. I've never seen it. So I was like, I was like, dude, love your hat. And he just looked at me like, and it was okay. <laughs> Did he enjoy it or? Oh, he loved it. He, yeah. the, the sparkle in his eye was uh-huh. like, I needed that. Thank you so much. Well, you balance out giving guys compliments and then also checking out when guys are doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing. Like I saw one of the clips oh, yeah, where you saw a guy <laughs> taking pictures of girls, like just standing around on yeah, 42nd Street or something. Being a super creep. Talk about that for a second. All right. So I was, uh, we finished recording the pod and I was walking to the subway and I saw a guy leaning against one of those uh, little things that stick out of the ground. I forget what a barricade uh, that they put in front of the building. So cars can't drive through. Down, right, yeah. Drive so by. he was leaning against it and I'm walking past him and he's on his phone. He catches my eye because the angle of his phone is tilted up just a little too much where it was like, okay, he's not, he's not just like browsing Instagram. He's doing, he's like taking photos or something. So uh, I walked past him behind him. I saw him scrolling through his photo library and he was looking at pictures of people's butts <laughs> that he recently took. And so people, girls or guys or it was both. both. It was both, but it was like pinch and zoom type of photos. Just like butt log. Yeah. Just like whatever for his spank bank. And so <laughs> I, uh, here's the thing. People were commenting on, on the clip that we posted, like you should call the police. Like you need to like, uh, you aren't helping people by that. And obviously there's, there's definitely more I could have done, but I don't think the police can do anything about people taking photos of you in public. There are plenty of weird people defending the guy in the Instagram comments. Like you didn't do anything wrong. If you don't want your photo taken, don't leave the house. And I'm just like, dude, you shouldn't comment that. Like you're on somebody's radar now. Like you're, you're a little bit of a freak. So I stood behind him and I was just waiting for him to make eye contact with me. And, uh, you know, this guy's head's on a swivel cause he's doing something he shouldn't be. And he eventually turns around and makes eye contact with me. And I kind of just like gave him an eyebrow and I was like, like, I know what you're doing, but I didn't say it. I gave him that um, phrase just through my eyes. And then he turned back around and then he kind of wasn't on the app anymore. And then he turned around again. He saw me like hands on hip, just like really looking at him, really <laughs> telling him with my eyes, like, dude, you better cut it out. Like I saw what you're doing. And then, uh, yeah, he ran away. I pretended to call the police. Yeah. And uh, I hope I just flustered him. And at the very least, uh, stopped him for the day. Because I don't think there's much more you can do. I'm not physically uh, inclined. I'm not I'm not going to get into a fight with somebody. Yeah, I don't really see. I mean, from a good citizen standpoint, I feel like you did as much as you should and could have done in that situation, you know? Yeah, just a little like, uh, just wanted to freak him out a little bit. Yeah, let him know. And I felt that, like that bro, was justified. doing that. Yeah, definitely. That was justified. It's funny because most people have something or have addictions that are weird, but they can talk about it. Like myself, like i bite my nails. I smoke a lot of weed and I love cashews. Like those are my three, <laughs> three things that I'm addicted to. But like in a situation like that, like, is this guy just addicted to taking pictures of butts? Can he never talk about it? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can you start a podcast because I mean? it's yeah, technically yeah, yeah. not illegal. He's like, look, dude, we got every <laughs> flavor of butt, the butts of New York. I wonder, like I wonder who, humans. I wonder what advertisers would work with him. For, Maybe uh, some underwear kind of company, mm-hmm. Haynes, Calvin Klein. It's, isn't it insane how Calvin Klein is still killing it? Like people are wearing underwear that just says a guy's name on it. And it, it have weird. been for like the past 15 years. Do you wear Calvin Klein? I don't, but yeah. And Tom, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, Hilfiger, uh, Tommy, Hilfiger. Tommy Hill, uh, Tommy John, too. Tommy John. That yeah, was one what's of up with that. All these guys just making underwear with their names on it. And I don't even have Ted Jones underwear yet. Yeah. That'd that's be nice. On the, that's on the next, uh, next merch drop. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, I don't rock that, but I did switch. I feel like a very 
adolescent thing to do is 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 wear boxers. And I'm in the tra I transitioned a few years ago to briefs from what from boxers. Okay, so like loose boxers. And now I'm wearing like boxer briefs, which yeah, are tighter. I, I remember in college, I was definitely doing like flannel type of like kind oh, of like hell a shirt. Yeah. Like hell that. Yeah. I don't uh -huh. know what the switch was, but like I think uh, I think the Calvin Klein just speak to a maybe a more mature man. Oh, so they say, yeah. yeah. Dude, I was I was in <laughs> dude. Like here's something interesting. I was in uh, Bloomingdale's the other day because I had to pick up some Nespresso pods, and it was those stores are so big. And I had to go up eight flights of stairs. Which one? Was it, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was like near Midtown. 57th Street or something? Yeah, I think 57th Street. And, dude, the people that work at the, uh, like, the, the associates that are working at the department stores, I feel like they get no attention. Like, no one makes eye contact with them. And Even uh, the ones that are spraying perfume in your face. All of them. Because they're all, like, I feel like they're, in, like, they're fiscally incentivized to, to get one-on-one -on -one time with you to sell you stuff and then they get like a commission. They might not be anymore. Sale. No? I, I mean, I could see them just getting away with not giving any commission just because like it might not make any sense, you know? Like maybe Bloomingdale's can't afford it. I've noticed a lot recently, like even being in the subway or going into a store like that, a department store, the amount of security guards that are just on their phone scrolling, not giving a shit with their vest on, I, it's got to be like 70%. And you go into a Dwayne Reed, you see somebody walk out with 10 items they didn't pay for. The security guards, they're like, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. So yeah. It, it's a weird time. Yeah. One of the, I think the first time I went into a pharmacy after I moved here, I witnessed someone walking out with a ton of stuff and there was commotion and someone was like, just leave them, just leave them. Don't touch them. And just the alarm leave them. probably went off too, right? No. Interesting time, man. Interesting yeah. time. You see yourself ever going back to the suburbs? Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Like when it's time to settle down with kids and stuff like that. Um, I'm not thinking that far ahead. Definitely at some point I'll be, I'll end up in the suburbs, but since moving here, I'm addicted to it. Yeah. Yeah. And she loves it too. I think she wasn't, uh, planning on us staying for more than a year or two. And now she's, you know, she's, she's getting it. She's starting to understand why we should stay here a little bit longer. There's just so much to do. So she loves it. And so I'm great. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. I love it here. I feel like also spending time in the city, you kind of notice just how different it is than everywhere else. And some people like it different in a good way or different in a bad way. But like, this is all I've experienced my entire life. Like going to Yukon and being there for four years was just like the middle of nowhere. It was a good change of pace. But anytime I leave New York now, if I go to Miami for a few days, I'll see my dad down there. If I go to LA, realistically, after three or four days, I'm ready to come back to New York. Yeah. Everything else is just too slow. Yeah. Driving and not being able to go to four different places in a row and just get everything done. It's just New York is a, it's a, it's a place for people who are, I guess, specific about how much they'd like to do in a day. You know, like you can sit in your apartment, chill, do absolutely nothing, smoke nugget, or you can go out and hang out in Central Park, sit on the grass. Yeah. hundred percent. Can you, are you like a, a social smoker? You can smoke and then wander around the yeah, city. Yeah. Yeah. But like if like before a podcast, I won't smoke, I usually have like a three hour rule. Otherwise I'll kind of lose my thoughts uh -huh. and same thing before going on stage. But yeah, I'll smoke a two or three times a day and then go out and be social Good for, for you. the most part. And then I've started to, I think I'm slowly starting to get into chocolate mushrooms, very low doses. Mm -hmm. That'll make me feel good. But if I have too much, then I'll bug out. Yeah, I do get you, that. Do you smoke? Yeah, I smoke. Um, most of the time, though, I get I get paranoid. I need to like, <laughs> it sucks too, because uh, all my friends, they're super chill when they're high. And then I get in my head and I get super anxious. There was this, uh, there was this time where my buddy was visiting 
and there's this nightclub like a I was just gonna say like no windows late night open till like Basement. 6 a.m yeah. like garage is it in Brooklyn yeah in Williamsburg right by my apartment it's right like uh, Mirage or something no not Mirage it's on um I forget the name of it but it's on Wythe and it is just south of the Williamsburg Bridge. And so I went there once and I was like, oh, this place is cool, no cover. And then I was like, the next day I told my buddy, I was like, yo, come over. Uh, my girlfriend, Victoria, like she's out of town. Like, let's have a night, let's go out. You can crash here. And he's like, sweet. And so I kept pitching this place. I'm like, dude, this place is sick. This place is sick. We're gonna have such a fun time. <laughs> like rage all night, like Negronis all night, dude. Come on, Pete, we're gonna have a blast. And he's like, cool, yeah, I'm down. You're hyping it, chill. And so uh, he comes, we get dinner, we get some drinks. And I'm like, all right, let's head over. Uh, let's smoke a joint before. And so we smoke a joint and uh, I usually only take like one hit, but we were, I smoked the whole joint with him and I got really, really high and we get to the entrance and the same woman that told me there was no cover was like, Hey guys, $20 cover tonight. And I was so high and I don't know why I did this, but I was just like, Oh, we're, uh, 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 we're, we're not going to do it. We're okay. We're, we don't want, we're not going to pay the cover. And then I turned around and we walked out and then we went to a different bar. And then I was like, in my head about like, wait a minute, that's totally justified to have a cover on a Saturday night. Can we go back? Did you go previously and it wasn't Friday, Saturday? Yeah, I went, I went on, no, I went on a Friday, no cover. Oh, okay. I went back on a Saturday and then I come back with my, like my tail tucked between my legs. And I was like, I was so high. And I was like, actually, can we come in? She's like, yeah, you didn't let me finish. We take card and, and two. Cause I was like, we don't have cash. We're not coming in. And so I was really in my head about that. And so I, I try not to smoke. That'll happen to me sometimes though. When I'm like, oh, what? I'm high. Why did I say that? <laughs> or just like a social situation. Sometimes that'll happen. Mm -hmm. But the key is to just uh, smoke when you're at home alone and not get in a stressful situation like that. I know. I, I need to like, <laughs> I know the lesson. I've learned it. I need to stand by it. I just, I keep the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over Isn't again. Isn't it funny how it takes us guys like multiple times to learn kind of the same lesson? Like I've had this issue with girls, you know, like I'll see 10 red flags before I'm like, all right, this is an issue. This is not. This is not the way it's supposed to happen. When girls, they'll see one ick. They'll see you fall in the subway. And then they're like, ick, oh my God, I'm never talking <laughs> to him again. 100%. You know, girls are very more, uh, much more <laughs> keen to noticing things that are red flags or icks, you know. Yeah. But like dating in, in the city now, it becomes stressful. Like, oh, am I doing this wrong or, or is this going wrong? And that's like why I wouldn't smoke before dates. Mm -hmm. even, even nowadays, I'm trying not to drink so much. Yeah. What is your, know, like, how often are you going on dates? Eh, like once maybe once a month once a month if that yeah but when i do go on a date i usually will vet out the person to be like all right is this a waste of time for her is it a waste of time for me just because like back in the day i was drinking like four nights a week going on way more dates are there yeah. are there dates that you'll mentally bail on like as like early on when you guys realize you're not going to be a good fit that's I feel like that's, good, that's, I feel like that's tough. I feel like that's a tough situation to sit yeah, through dude. an entire date when you know that at the end oh of this, my God. nothing's it's coming so of awkward. it. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been in a situation like that. Like maybe I'll convince myself that it's good. I'm like, no, we're having a good time. But that's a really good, that's a really good point. And um, we had this comedian, Molly Kornfeld, talking about the uh, last episode, talking about how before she goes on dates now, she'll FaceTime with a guy. Uh -huh. Which I feel like is a really good idea. That's a really good way to just like kind of see if you guys are vibing before you waste the 30 minutes going on the train to the date, spend an hour on the date, spend whatever, 50 to to $100. Just like 
people are very busy nowadays, man. Yeah. So like you don't want to waste time. Yeah, time is like time that. is so much more valuable. And it's you get. yeah, and it's so distracting now because you'll match with a few girls on an app, and then she'll probably match with a few guys on the app, and it's like okay, you have all these options on the girls' end and on the guys' end, you have so many options. So it's like you got to make sure it works, which yeah. is tough, dude. It's tough out here. Meeting a girl in college is ideal, or like my grandma situation, you just meet the guy who lives up the street on the cul-de-sac. Yeah, that's, 100%. Yeah, that's like my dream, a girl to like live above me. I go up there, she's making too much noise. I'm like, you're making too much noise. She opens the door, I'm like, and then we just fall in love right Let's have there. a dirty Shirley. <laughs> Dude, my, my grandfather stole my grandmother from uh, her fiance. I don't stole? know, I don't know how he did it, but she was engaged, Leona Russo. That's, well, I forget her maiden name, but she was engaged. And my grandfather swooped in and stole her like a fucking baller. Wait, Sorry, I didn't, even like to, I didn't even like swearing. You're good, you're good. Was that um, was that a Jersey situation? They yeah. grew up in Jersey. Yeah, I was in yeah, Jersey. My grandparents were in South Orange, New Jersey. Yeah. Wow. Was right? there any bad karma from that after your dad? Excuse me, after your grandpa stealing? No, knock on wood though, because yeah. they're both healthy and uh, in their. So we got some wood. Yeah, you knock and, on that for uh, me. No, they're 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 fantastic. Yeah. yeah. No, I just stole was, I, I found that I found out that story like when I was like twenty. How so, long have they been together now? Uh, actually, I think 69 Whoa! years, 69 years too. Yeah. Well, that's that, I'm not that's even joking about karma. that. That is good karma. Yeah. They're Damn, killing it. bro. Alfonso and Leona. See, <laughs> like, what a love story. But nowadays, like, I feel like that other guy would just be hammering Instagram, pissed at both of them. You fucking both. I hate you both. Yeah. Oh, my grandmother. She told me that, uh, they, he goes to the same church as them. So she sees him. She's seen him for the last 69 years at church. What does he say? What did your grandma say that the old fiance like said? I don't that? know. They're old. Like the, the, yeah, the most bro. that they'll muster is like a, just a, 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 a wrinkly a, hello with the cardigan sweater. I wonder if they're more even keeled though now. Cause like if that would happen today, like. There'd be fists flying all over the place. Hundred percent. Yeah, I gotta find out. I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to pry out like the nitty gritty details on yeah. that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I I honestly haven't really thought too much about it. I just it's just it's just funny. It's just funny that that. Uh, well, it's great that they're still together. I tell you that. Yeah, it is great because nowadays it's a lot more difficult to stay in a relationship with the social media and all these distractions, man. Yeah, everyone gets a little too horny. Yeah. Yeah, especially on the thinking with know, the wrong head. Yeah, dude, <laughs> the explore page. You start seeing good-looking women, good-looking men potentially. So it's tough, man. Comment on the good-looking men. Yeah. Just give them a compliment, <laughs> dude. I love your shoulders. Where did? <laughs> I, I hope you're actually giving me a compliment. Where did your parents uh, grow up? Um, my mother in the town that I grew up in, Bernardsville, mm. New Jersey. Yeah, and my dad. Uh, I think he was in Orange. Did you know any tennis players who went to Bernardsville? Because I feel like that was a that was a good tennis player town. Or I knew a few kids from Jersey in that particular area that were good at tennis. Sorry to say no. No? No. Oh, sad. Tennis wasn't sad too, to hear that. Tennis wasn't too, too big. Because I, I, I went to Jersey like probably two or three times a month to play at tournaments in there, like Mountain Lakes, uh-huh. um, places in Weehawken. They have a lot of clubs there. And also the core time is a lot cheaper. As yeah. you can imagine, being in New York, the only real places I could play growing up or like in Long Island City, Randall's Island, or just places where it didn't cost like $150 an hour to be on court, man. Yeah. Where in the city did you grow up? Uh, 18th between 2nd and 3rd. So wow. I, from the ages of 5 to 18, I lived on 18th between 2nd and 3rd. And then from like 6 weeks old to 5 years old, I was on uh, Greenwich Avenue. 
Oh, if sweet. you're familiar with that area, loosely, was, loosely, yeah, it was a lot, lot different back then, ma'am. Yeah, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it was, uh, it was very intimidating learning the subway system as like just from the outside because whenever I came into the city, because I lived in Jersey, I lived an hour out of the city, so you know, every once in a while we come the in, path. just no, like just, um, yeah, no, no, we we would take the path in and stuff, but like the 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 public transportation, I was, I lived in such a bubble town that like everything was daunting. Everything is scary. When you grow up in uh, Somerset County, New Jersey, it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a very great and safe place to grow up, but it is a coddled neighborhood and it does not prepare you for the real, for the real world. And so the first couple times that I, that I came into the city, I'm ashamed to say that I would Uber everywhere because I was too scared to take like how the subway. Old are you? It was like, you know, between, between 18 and uh, like, couple years ago for like five, five or six years, every once in a while, when I came in, I would just Uber everywhere. Growing up in the city, I was taking the subway to school when I was like 12 or 13 years old. Wow. And I knew kids, I still know kids that were sober by the age of 20, man. And their parents would send them away to rehab at 19, 20 years old. And then they come back and they're sober. So like growing up in the city, you grow up so fast. And uh, there was a kid on the podcast pretty recently, Parker Calvert was talking about how, Half of the kids that he knows that grew up in the city are all great. And then the other half, like, we had a difficult time, man. It was yeah. just, like, unsupervised fun at some points because we could sneak out of our apartment at 11 p.m. after coming back for curfew and our parents would never know. But, like, your parents would probably pick you up from parties, right? Yeah, I'd get picked up or dropped yeah. off and they'd yeah. stay up. That's a good way to keep an eye on your kid. But that's funny about taking Ubers. Yeah, dude. I, I've heard the same thing about people that grew up in the city. You were in the biggest city in the world. And to be born into that, you're always chasing the next thrill or the next high. So it totally makes sense that you're going to drugs. It, it makes sense. You're looking for the next big thing. You're exposed to everything. Yeah, yeah, for real. It does not surprise me that half of a friend group could fall into that at all. But taking the subway now though are you familiar or you use your phone like everybody else oh i think i'm pretty confident i didn't yeah. i didn't I, did, I was able to get here without uh looking anything up nice yeah. okay well you take the l train to the e train maybe i took that no just the l and then i walked 15 minutes Beautiful. i got off so at, i saw uh, you a week ago yeah right by comedy seller, that was hilarious randomly on the yeah. street I don't know uh, how you saw, I, I was, I'm actually wearing the same outfit that, that we were in the other <laughs> night. I have other clothes, by the way. Yeah, um, I figured. Yeah, dude, I, I, I don't know how you, you spotted me. Bro, but I also said, I was like, Ryan, and you didn't look. And then I was like, Lynch. And I know, then, you didn't then look. I looked. I was like, Ryan Lynch. And then you got kind of look. I was like, Ted Jones. I know, I know. It was, uh, it was a good yeah. little run in. I, it was a good run in. And that's why you're here. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, other. You're probably getting noticed though a little bit on the streets nowadays. Yeah, every once in a while, um, like a show, the show last night that we did at, at Black Cat, there was mm -hmm. an Oops fan that came out. Oh, love it! And uh, yeah, it was awesome. It's cool. And so, um, and then a couple people have, have said hey for my TikToks, and so it's uh, it's cool. Love yeah, that, bro. Just head down. We're trying to to grind and uh, grow the pod, and I'm trying to do more mics, and it's uh, you know it's starting to snowball. So got, it's yeah, a lot of fun. We got to get you in a Ted Jones comedy show pretty soon. Yeah, hundred so percent. What do you fantastic. what do you see in the future? Do you like the podcast more, or stand up? Where are you at right now? I love both of them. If I can parlay the two of them and, and live off of that, that yeah. that would be fantastic. That would be a dream come true. So with the the tech job that I had, I was able to like accumulate some savings. So I felt comfortable and calculated with, uh, you know, like the uh, the career changes that I've made and, and what comes with your it. Escape. 
Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's been working out great so far. Everything's meant to be uh, in however it comes. And I'm really happy with uh, the process. It's a lot of fun. It's very rewarding. I, uh, I loved my job in, in tech. It was just a matter Damn, of... Damn, bro. I don't know if... I, I can't remember the last time I heard someone say that they love their job like that. That's great. I mean, they're definitely... <laughs> like, like I didn't love like the corporate lifestyle, but like my job specifically, the people that I worked with were amazing and, you know, we're all, you know, so, so friendly. Um, one of the guys that I used to work with actually lives right around the corner now and he's doing a completely different thing too. So the people that I worked with were so awesome. And when you're working in sales, like everyone's very personable and so we used to go out a lot. There were there were so many uh, fun perks to to working in that. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was what's great. what's changing in tech? Like when you were working, what's what's something that's going to be different in five years that people might not be thinking about? Maybe that's a deep and loaded question that would take a second in, for you. To in have. tech or yeah. in working in tech? Maybe both. Well, I mean, AI is coming, like for everyone. To, to some degree, I see this billboard, right? Or this, uh, this flyer outside my apartment and, uh, it's for AI and it says it's a per it's a pictures of people and they have their arms like, you know, like really proud and looking at the camera. And that says AI took my job. It's in big letters and at the very bottom. It says to the next level. And so uh, let's go. <laughs> and so like, I was like, I don't know why that got me hyped for AI. I was like, good for you. AI. Like, you know, they're coming, they're here. It's, uh, it's it's supposed to make our lives easier, and uh, I think that it's going to be implemented into automating messages that you would normally have to send out to a ton of people. It's just going to take care of ancillary tasks that take up so much of our time, and it'll put more time into to whatever you'll, whatever else you want to do. I yeah. think it's a cool tool. Um, it is scary, obviously, what it's capable of, and I don't feel. Uh, I don't feel like an expert in my opinion on this, but like it, it's, it's, it's coming. That's going to be a big part of, of everything that we do in the next five years. Did so. you see Mark Zuckerberg and Lex Friedman did a podcast in the metaverse? I saw the avatars yeah. via like memes, but I yeah. haven't watched it yet. It was really dope. Was uh, it cool? Yeah. So I can, I, I mean, I can see people doing that way more so than, you know, on the zoom. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg and who? Lex Friedman. He's like, a, has a pretty big podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I know the name. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's nuts. And I think also a situation where um, AI is taking people's lives to the next level. Like imagine if you're not able to respond to a text for six hours, but your phone knows exactly what your schedule is. Maybe there's some form of automation where you're able to have a conversation with someone and you're not even on the phone and be like, uh -huh. oh, I would say exactly yeah. every message that is being sent to that person. I think we're all going to adjust to it pretty well. Yeah. Whenever I'm having difficulties on YouTube uploading something. I always uh, click the little chat box to speak with somebody Yes, and they definitely are using AI because oh. they, because like, <laughs> you can just tell like it's not human. It's like, it's a pleasure to be speaking with you right now. Hi, I'm Peter. And it's just like, it, you, you can just tell that they're automated messages until you give specific enough reasons to talk to an actual person. Yeah. So that, that would be great if you had like an AI assistant, if you were really that busy to Definitely. respond. Going to back to the, text. I guess the beginning of the episode or just the conversation that we were having before we started, you have taught yourself week by week how to do certain tasks producer wise. Are you still learning a few things each week? Yeah. I, uh, I learned a couple of new editing tricks last week. Anything to just, make things look better. It's such a saturated space. There's so many people doing, doing pods and, and, and being creative online. So you always have to learn stuff. Not, 
you know, seeking out new information every single day. But, you know, uh, the way my, my algorithm feeds me, you know, tips and tricks and stuff on the reels and on TikTok, that's the stuff that I kind of consume. So just apply it, just apply it and adapt because everything's changing. You know, I don't get all, I don't you know Gary V to a degree is, I think he, he's, uh, he's a, he's a great motivational speaker, but like, you know, and, and you know, some of it's just smoke, but you know, there, there's a lot of truth to the things that he's saying. And so if you can just, uh, just like grab, you know, a semblance of, of what he's going for and, and run with it, like you're doing fine. So yeah, I've just learned everything on my own. I, uh, I've always had a passion for editing. I've always had a passion for doing silly things and entertaining. Yeah. And so you can't like you have YouTube, like you just look everything up. It's really not that hard. If you just put the time into it, you can do it. It took so. me a while to get the passion for editing, but now anytime I film something, I just think about in my head what the edit would potentially look like. And that's like some of the most fun. It's crazy. It took me a while to get there. Yeah. You know, what would be your advice to someone who wants to start a podcast or wants to produce a podcast? Is it as easy as it looks? I think if, if you're thinking about starting a podcast and you haven't yet, just do it. Like it's, it's it, the basic advice is just do it. You can look it up. Uh, you get, you know, you, you get a couple pieces of equipment, you get a microphone and you can just start talking. It doesn't need to be perfect. I remember uh, I did a podcast with one of my best friends during COVID uh, because, you know, I, I want to get in the game. It was COVID. You're trying to find some new hobbies to do with all the free time. And uh, I was doing it with my roommate and we recorded an episode together with no plan. And we had a ton of fun. And then we, re we released it and we got addicted. And then we got cocky because we we're like, oh my God, we're gonna be the next big podcast. And then we went to record again without a plan and we canned it because it was just terrible. So you just have to dive into it. You're gonna learn stuff. Um, your only way you're gonna learn stuff and, and, and really push through is if you get started with it. So my advice is just to do it because I waited so long to get started. I always like, I wanna do this, I wanna do this, just do it. I wish I started doing what I'm doing now two years ago. What happened in the second episode? We so we we just went it, the first episode we just like struck lightning and so yeah. we tried and then we just didn't have that magical right. energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it. I would just if you're if you've been thinking about it for a year, like I've been thinking about doing starting stand up for for years, and then we moved here, and I kind of wasted our first year without doing it, and I regret not starting when we moved here last summer. And so better late than never. It's always better late than never, and it's never too late. And they say the, the best time thing. to start, if it wasn't yesterday, is today. 100%. After college, being in the city, they were probably it was probably like two and a half, three years where I would go and see Julio and be like, oh, wow, he's so funny. He's doing a great job. And yeah, it took me a little bit to get up there on stage finally myself. I was like, oh, am I funny? I don't want to do this. Is this guy funnier than me? Oh, I'm funnier than that guy. So it's just like a lot of voices in your head until you do it five to 10 times. You're nervous every single time. And then even still sometimes now, dude, I get nervous before I go on stage. Mm -hmm. You know, like not as much when we do the Ted Jones comedy show because I'm like, all right, I have to bring the energy. The energy has to be up here. And no matter what, even if I'm not doing as well as I think I can do, I just got to keep the energy up and make the audience feel like I think that I'm doing well. So then it's, it's back and forth with the audience. You yeah, know it's I mean? all about confidence. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do it and do it your way. Don't try to make it perfect because it won't be when you start, you'll find your way through the routine of doing all of the things to get it out there. And what just, do you, what do you see for the future of the oops podcast with you and Julio? I just hope we, we continue to grow. Um, we've had a lot of fun recently and you know, Julio is, uh, he, he's, he's very well liked amongst the community. So he has great, 
relationships and it's fun when when comics come on and uh you know they really vibe well so i'm just grateful to help produce it and sometimes uh chat behind the mic with him so it's it's very surreal to, to know that three years ago uh, i was listening to my favorite podcast uh every other day during the week for a couple years and now i'm working on it and uh, how did you start listening microphone. to oops I was a fan of Francis, so uh, I uh, I was kind of in the barstool universe, and I really liked him particularly because I uh, his his takes on things were were very funny, and I thought they were relatable. So I listened through him. Then I discovered, obviously, through it, you know, loving Julio and the producer Chris, and uh, yeah, it just became part of my daily routine. I would listen to it at work while I was prospecting for accounts, and it's just so crazy that. Um, you know, a simple DM can completely change your life and the trajectory of what you do. So just be confident. Keep sliding in DMs, boys. Slide in the DMs. You heard it here Slide in the DMs. It'll happen. So that's, yeah, that's how I started listening to it. Um, it's been great. It's been fantastic. I'm really grateful. So I'm glad that I am where I am right now. Lot, lot to do. Lot to do. A lot of work to do. But I'm grateful and excited for the opportunity. So you it's take great. it one day at a time, correct? One, one day at a time, Ted. That's it. Love that. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on on the pod, dude. Before we get out of here, we're popping up your Instagram right here. Please let us know your Instagram. And um, if you got anything exciting coming up, let us know, bro. Thank you. Ryan is really polite. Instagram, TikTok. And then Ryan is polite on Twitter because somebody took it. Um, You might have to buy that back from that guy. Yeah, We're going to hunt them down. Yeah, we're going to kill them. So, (laughs) so yeah, you can check me out on there. Uh, Check out Oops. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for having me on. Ryan, of course. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll see you next time. Peace.